there are times when you feel like, wow, I have clearly a blessed life, right? I have food to eat, I have water to drink, I have clean air relatively, I am not in a war zone, I'm not in the midst of a famine, right? I'm not having, you know, a gun pointed at me at this moment, right? All these things. And yet there is this sense of unease and emptiness and unhappiness that pervades modern life. I know you know what I'm talking about because you felt it. I felt it. Most people have felt it. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and we're back. Another week of Wise-ish. What's up, my beautiful people? Good to see you guys. This week, what's happening in my life is that we are moving to California for a year, and then we're back to Connecticut. So you can tell that we've taken some things off of my back wall. We're in the process of packing. The whole house is in boxes. Everything is messy and chaotic and exciting and fun all at the same time. My wife, who is a brilliant sociology professor, has uh, been awarded a very coveted fellowship at Stanford. And so we're going to be in Palo Alto, California. If any of you are around that area, let me know in the um, comment section. And I would love to meet with you. So we're going to be there for a year and we're coming back summer of 2023, back to Connecticut, most likely. So all exciting stuff, you know, we're really uh, blessed because Kristen and I were just talking a few days ago about how expansive this time in our life feels. We're constantly meeting more and more amazing people and experiences and opportunities are just showing up. You know, and we're so incredibly grateful, including this podcast and including you. I'm incredibly grateful for you and the time you have given to listening to this podcast, supporting this podcast, sharing this podcast with your friends and family. It's been humbling and really moving. So thank you. So today um, we're going to be talking about dopamine. Yes, dopamine. I really think dopamine is a um, is a neurochemical that is the biggest influence on modern life. That's my honest opinion. Because we are all we. I'm sure you felt this. I certainly have. There are times when you feel like, "Wow, I have clearly a blessed life." right? I have food to eat, I have water to drink, I have clean air relatively, I am not in a war zone, I'm not in the midst of a famine, right? I'm not having, 
you know, a gun pointed at me at this moment, right? All these things. And yet there is this sense of unease and emptiness and unhappiness that pervades modern life. I know you know what I'm talking about because you felt it. I felt it. Most people have felt it who are at least in their 20s and above right now. Not to mention the huge increase in teenage mental health crises in the last couple of decades. I mean, it's exponential since COVID, but even before that, it was developing into a crisis and COVID just toppled the card. So what's going on here? How is it that we are more comfortable and yet seem more unhappy? And to me, there are many, many reasons, of course, right? But I think dopamine and the misuse of dopamine hits to our brain in modern life is a huge, huge culprit. So I've been studying this for a few years. I am a psychiatrist myself. I did my fellowship in child adolescent psychiatry. So I've been really fascinated by the um, sort of unparalleled increase in child adolescent mental health crises in the last decade or so. And so I've been studying this for a while. Um, and I've experienced it myself personally, which I'll talk about in a different podcast in terms of my own struggles with technology and how that has depleted my dopamine um, and has contributed or did contribute to mood and lack of motivation and lack of energy and lack of focus and the things I'm doing and have been doing to try to course correct. So let's talk about dopamine. Dopamine is known as the molecule of addiction, but it's actually the molecule of craving. What it does is it gives you the motivation to move towards something that you want because it causes craving for that thing, which as you can imagine, is very, very essential for human beings who for much of our existence had to battle it out with the natural elements and other animals in the animal kingdom that are often bigger than us, faster than us, and more ferocious than us. So it's really important then that we knew for a long time how to use dopamine in order to move toward developing tools and developing cooperative living and farming and all the things that helped our species survive. However, modern life gives us dopamine much too easily, right? Modern life is filled with such easy access to hits of dopamine that you literally don't have to crave or plan or move toward or sustain interest in anything. You want fast food, you have 25 different varieties with a click of a button. You want drugs, there are ways to get that pretty readily, right? You want to not feel your feelings? Hey, there's social media, there's Netflix, which I don't think anyone has ever gotten to the bottom of 
their Facebook page or their Netflix possible offerings. It is a black hole. It's an endless pit. So whatever you want, you can get almost immediately. Instant gratification is on a different spectrum in modern life, right? Now, not only that, not only can you get food at the snap of your fingers, the food itself has been doctored to have you continually seek it, immediately get it, and keep eating it. And the more you eat it, the more you crave it, and there is the addiction cycle. So what has this got to do with mental health? So what if we can get fast food quickly? So what if we have Netflix to chill out to at night? What is the harm in that? That's what I used to ask myself, so so what, right? The problem is something called the pain-pleasure axis. You see, dopamine controls some uh, part of our brain that scientists call the pain-pleasure axis. And what that means is that when we get hits of dopamine really quick and really fast, it's like pressing the gas pedal on the pleasure side of that equilibrium. And because it is an equilibrium and it needs to be an equilibrium, our body then adds, stacks up things, and I'm explaining this in a very oversimplified way, just so we can have a mental picture, because I find when I have a mental image of the thing that I want to take away from a training, then it helps me actually be able to use it. So think of pain pleasure as being on a continuum and that the body wants to maintain that equilibrium, right? So if you press on the pleasure side too much, which is what we do in modern life, our body will stack things up on the pain side, which is the intense agitation, anxiety that comes with addiction and craving. So then you end up doing more of the pleasure, which leads you to feel more of the pain, and you are now addicted and paralyzed because. All your efforts and thoughts go in one direction, which means most of your life is neglected. So not only are you neglecting other parts of your life, the best parts of life actually don't have a quick dopamine hit. In one of our podcast episodes, we talk about how to become a lifelong student of a craft or a um, tool or a concept or an area of study, how to master something. And one of the concepts that we talk about in that episode, which applies here as well, is that when you are trying really quickly to get something, you cannot master anything. Because the good, the best parts of life, whether it's in parenting or in our relationships or in um, learning a musical instrument or mastering a complex um, painting or complex um, rendition of a song, right? Anything that you're wanting to master will include plateaus, will include periods of time when you're not getting the dopamine hit of immediate gratification, immediate improvement. 
there will be periods of time if you're really wanting to master something, you have to be willing to not just tolerate, but welcome the periods of time when you're not getting these dopamine hits. So modern life not just makes us constantly agitated and anxious because of this pain pleasure principle and the equilibrium having to be maintained. It also means that we don't end up actually mastering the things that are meaningful to us as human beings, whether it's doing deep work and contributing in a big way in our chosen field, or whether it is making a beautiful something in your pottery class. You will mess up. You will not do it right. And it will require dedication if you want to be good at something. And modern life not only sets you up because of all these dopamine hits to never become a master at something, it also tells you that if you were actually talented in something, you should be amazing at it right from the get-go. You should be, as George Leonard says, going from orgasm to orgasm. There are only peaks, which is not realistic. That's not how life works. That's not how muscle memory is consolidated in the pursuit of any skill. So what do we do with this? No wonder with the sharp rise of social media and the amount of time that teenagers and young adults are spending on their phones compared to what our brain is actually designed to do, which is face-to-face interactions and decoding complex social cues right? Since we don't do that that much these days, when we do expose ourselves to that, it feels overwhelming because we don't know how to do it. And so we retreat back to being in the shadows of our screens. And so again, you don't get to master the thing that you actually will make your life meaningful, like tending to important relationships but you also are walking around with a constant hum of anxiety and emptiness and a sense that something is missing, something is off, which is because of the pain-pleasure equilibrium, right? So what do we do with this? How do we make sense of this, given that we can't go backwards, we can't pretend that we don't have this technology? We do. We can't pretend that iPhones and um, Instagram and all of that doesn't exist. It does, right? Even if Instagram gets shut down tomorrow, there will be something else that will come along. Technology is not going away. Fast food is not going away. So how do we manage this constant offering of pleasure and delights that is available at the click of a button and that's making us all crazy? Well, I would highly recommend, if I could recommend one book to study more about this, I would recommend Dopamine Nation by Harvard psychiatrist Anne Lemke. Wait, she may be from Stanford. I'm not sure. Um, but she is a addictions researcher and has written a book called Dopamine Nation. Beautiful, beautiful book. Gives you lots of different tools to try to combat and protect yourself against this um, modern insanity, modern mental health crises. 
And these are the two ways that I've decided to begin. Okay. She talks about, you know, being that there is a pain and pleasure equilibrium. There are two ways to get back to a more healthier state. And one is to increase the pain side instead of pressing the pleasure side so much, increase the pain side. And she has many ways to do that. Small ways, but interestingly, when you do that, the body responds by giving you a sustained sense of contentment and peace. So she has many recommendations for gently pressing on the pain side, which will paradoxically help you feel more content. The other way is to um, abstain from pleasure, right? And she has many suggestions for how to do that. The two things that I uh, have decided to start with is one on the pain side, I've decided to do intermittent fasting. Basically, the 8-16 fasting. We, I eat for eight hours in a day. That's basically between 12 noon to 8 p.m. at night is when I do all of my eating for the day. I've just started this a few days ago. I will report back on the results. But I'm already feeling less um, obsessed with what I'm going to eat, which is interesting, right? I just don't think that much about it. It's freed up already in just a few days. It's freed up mental space for me. So 12 to 8. And then the remaining 16 hours, I don't eat any solid food. I might have a cup of coffee with some cream in the morning. And of course, I'll drink uh, water the rest of the time. Sometimes I'll have some green tea, but no solid food. And it's uncomfortable. You get hunger, pangs. It is slightly uncomfortable. and. I can say in just a few days, I am feeling a little bit more mental space. And I will come back and report how it goes over the next few months. So that's what I'm doing on the pain side, is to make myself a little uncomfortable in that way. Okay. On the abstinence side, what I have been doing for a while is I only um, access the internet and social media and my Gmail and everything else between this time to this time in my workday. In other words, I have an app called Freedom. You can find it on your app store. And that app blocks all of my iPhone and iPad and my MacBook and everything gets completely blocked. And there's actually a way to make sure that you cannot override it once that block begins, because you will want to. Your mind will say, no, 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 I just need to check that one email from that client. And that's important. What if my, you know, my daughter's school has sent that thing that's super important. Your brain will come up with what sounds like very valid reasons to override that block time. So I would recommend choosing that option that allows you to really let go because you cannot override once the block time starts. And for me, it starts at 5 p.m. every evening and it unblocks at 9 a.m. the next morning. What that means is once I'm done with work, I have to be fully done, which allows me to force myself to actually be present with my loved ones. Because as much as I want to be present, the buzzing of the phone is so addictive 
and so inviting. It seems harmless, right? Just a little peek, a little peek. Oh, who was that? Oh, who made that comment on Facebook? Oh, who liked my post? Oh, who sent an email? Just a little peek. Seems like it is harmless, but it is leaking away your ability for deep thinking and deep presence with another human being or even with your own thoughts. And many of the world's greatest thinkers and people who have contributed the most to the world have often said that their ideas came in solitude, which means you need to have mental quiet, right? So those are the two things that I'm doing, one on the pain side and one on the abstinence side, to try to mitigate this modern mental health crises. And I firmly believe that our children, the next generation, the people who succeed in the next generation are those that learn how to control and manage their attention. That's going to be the currency of the future. Not even time. We often say time is the biggest currency because you can't get it back. But we waste so much time. It's not time, it's what you do with that time. It is the attention and where you put it and how much control you have over your attention, how deep you can go with your focus and attention that is going to make or break future generations. And I think we have to start, I'm a, again a big believer in, I will never ask my daughter to do something that I am not willing to do or I'm not willing to learn how to do. So I believe that unless we can actually show them how to do that, our children will not be set up for winning in their time. So here's my invitation to you. Go pick up a copy of Dr. Anne Lemke's Dopamine Nation. Study the pain-pleasure paradox, the dopamine paradox, and choose for yourself one pain and one abstinence habit and be willing to tolerate that discomfort because it's in the tolerating the discomfort that you're actually resetting that whacked up relationship to dopamine that your brain has. It is in that discomfort that your brain is actually resetting. So you want that discomfort. That is how you know it's working. So go pick that up, go try it out and let me know in the comments, what did you learn from this episode? What is one thing you can take away from this episode? And what is one action that you're going to do because of this episode? I would love to hear from you. All right? Modern mental health is in our hands. The same things that have made life amazing and wonderful are also on the verge of destroying us and certainly have begun to destroy our children. So it's upon us to rein those in so that we control the tools, not the other way around. So please, for the sake of the future generation and the future of this planet, this is something you can do. And it will actually feel good to you too. It will give you mental space, more energy, more focus, more concentration. You will do better work. You will have better emotional health. You'll have better relationships. I mean, you will benefit as you're doing it. So it's a win-win. Go try it out. And let me know in the comments. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. 
If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.